In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Marij Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi, salli ala nabiyika daiman li hadhi dunya wa basin Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts. My name is Haris Chaudhary, and I am standing in for your usual host. And I am here today with Imam Farhan Iqbal. Hello, Farhan. Yes. Jazakallah for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good. <laughs> good, good. It's good to hear. So, in previous episodes, there's been quite a bit of discussion on how the individual how any you know any one person can adapt to the challenges and issues that society proposes to them so in today's topic we wanted to explore a little bit more on how society itself can adapt to societal issues that is how we as a group as a society can recognize the issues that we face and how we can change and adapt to those so in one of those things, it would be, for example, how technological progress can sometimes leave the human aspect of things behind and how we can reconcile between that. So, uh, Fran, what are your thoughts on how, what do you perceive as being some of the issues that society faces on a large scale? And what do you think that we could possibly do in regards to that? Yeah, you know, um, just before starting the podcast today, as we were talking that uh, most of our previous episodes had been about individuals dealing with individual problems or some cases mm-hmm. societal problems or I- individual doubts. Um, we, we, also, we also need to talk about the society and societal issues which the society as a whole needs to needs to deal with, and uh, we live in a we live in a world where there's a lot of technology uh, that surrounds us. For instance, I mean that's just one example among others, where we need yeah. to we need to understand the societal trends, the societal problems, and the societal issues, and as a society, what we need to do. Uh, in order to safeguard ourselves from any negative impact of these things. So I think that that is very right. important, yeah, to talk about. Yeah, so, and, so, and also it, it's not necessarily just technology, it's also political and social upheaval. There's been, a, you know, there's been a remarkable sort of change in how politics has been oriented in the last couple of years. There's, um, there, there's all sorts of pressing issues in society. So the you know one of the core issues of this is generally how much responsibility do we have as a collective for these changes you know there's a 
it, it, it's very easy to assign blame, but I, I don't want to get into that game because I don't feel that's, you know, worthwhile. But it the question often comes down to how responsible are we for how society, uh, you know, reacts to these things? How much... How much uh, individual onus is there on us to respond or contribute to the societal change, in your opinion? Yeah, you know the thing is that uh, I had I had uh, I had a chance to uh, to study some of this um, this reaction to to technology, for instance. I keep going back to that because mm-hmm. I studied this a little bit. Um, be, uh, you know, since the beginning, uh, whenever technology has come, it has impacted human civilization. I mean, from the, you know, the discovery of fire, uh, yeah, fire is often iron, uh, m- m- uh, you know, weapons made of iron, and th- so from that time till today, every time human beings have stumbled upon discovered or created or invented some form of technology it it just uh it has completely changed society and civilization and i think mm-hmm. uh, we are standing at a transition right now in our lifetimes we're standing at one of those transitions where technology is totally transforming uh, our lives, and and I think it was in the previous uh, in the previous episode where we talked about how Facebook uh, is now saying that I think 120 or something like the 130, perhaps 130 million Americans were impacted by propaganda. Uh, com- yeah, from that's the about a third of the population. What's that? That's about a third of their population. Right. And they were impacted by Russian uh, influence over the American election. So you can imagine like such a large number of people impacted through technology to make certain decisions. And then we, I don't know whether we touched about it uh, on it or not, but, you know, for instance, there's Amazon which has uh, mm-hmm. millions of uh, people going on it and it's it's a worldwide service and how it is controlling a large section of uh, the internet really i mean it's not just a retail yep. it has these web services that are yeah amazon's yeah. amazon's behind the scenes services are some of the largest in the digital space exactly right so that means that this is one company is is controlling such a large segment of the internet, which uh, and and if they decide to advertise or if they decide to do something, or they will have information that no one else yeah. no one else has, and and uh, we talked about that aspect already. But you know, as a society, I think I think the first step that we need to take is to uh, is to be aware of these problems. It's to be uh, mm-hmm. to to understand these problems, and to come up with solutions through our political systems and through other systems that we have in our, at our disposal, so that more people can understand the problem and and come up with solutions. Right. I mean, being being cognizant of the problem is a, is a very important step of it as well. So we. You know, and it's not necessarily, you know, that all technology is bad, all this, but there should be, in my opinion, a level of conscious design 
in how we implement certain technologies because uh, this is kind of one of the core issues or core philosophical issues that comes up with any technological debate is that is technology value neutral right and the argument is is that you know the inherent or implicit biases of the people designing or programming or making these things is then inherent because you know their desire their their business requirement is to for example make money now should something like that be the driving force behind our technical technological innovations because that then becomes embedded in that system right if if the purpose of the technology is to make money then is that of societal benefit yeah you know it and you have touched upon another problem which is which is the way greed uh drives forward our society and and it drives forward capitalism and now we're getting into these uh, other areas you know and and, right. and 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 greed is is, is a very fundamental um, is a very fundamental form of of sin or evil according to most religions yes. and what happens is that because greed drives forward these things it causes these companies to make things that are not meant to uh, you know uh, consider the for instance the mental health of uh, a phone user or an app user or you know right. those kind of things never never come into but you know the, 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 there's a positive side to these things as well because uh, i really do appreciate for instance the fact that uh, apple uh, recently, they have introduced uh, the software, which allows you, mm -hmm. to, for instance, track the amount of time you spend on your phone and the number of times you have right. picked it oh, up cool. per hour. And uh, on mm -hmm. a daily basis, you can track uh, how much you spend, how much time you spend uh, on your phone. And uh, recently, I came across some statistics about, uh, you know, how usage of the phone and in this case, any phone, I'm not just talking about an iPhone, but any phone, usage of a phone, right. you know, is like more than three to four hours per day yeah. for each individual. And to per put that in perspective, that is uh, more than the amount of time uh, we spend, for instance, uh, socializing, talking to people. Yeah. Uh, and that is more time than we spend uh you know, eating food or relaxation. So, so we're spending more time on our devices as compared to uh, time spent with family or time spent in other things. And and mm -hmm. I think I think it's uh, there's even a term for it. I, I don't recall, but recently I, I heard it somewhere. I think it was on the radio. Uh, it's xenophobia or something like that. The the phobia of not having your phone with you. Right. When, when our phone is not with us, we are always we feel agitated or anxious that the phone is not there and we start looking for it. There's a term for it now, mm -hmm. actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what that might be. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, xenophobia would be the fear of uh, something uh, alien to you, which. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mixed right that term word, up. But, but uh, let me see if I can if I can pull it up before the end of the episode. But what I'm trying to say is that there is. Uh, this thing where and and it's, oh, it's nomophobia what's that 
according to Wikipedia, which I love, <laughs> is uh, nomophobia. N-O-M-O-phobia. Okay, nomophobia. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Right? That's actually a term now. And it's because uh, yeah. we have, uh, you know, as a society, we have allowed these things to get in- infiltrate in our personal lives so much that uh, it it's actually uh, scary. I mean, we talked about the data aspect of it last time, but now there is also mm-hmm. the the psychological aspect of it and the, the amount of time that we, you know, we have short lifetime, uh, lifetimes or lifespans. Yeah. Do we really want to spend three hours a day, which will accumulate to thousands and thousands of hours within a two, three years, do we really want to uh, want to give that much time to our devices? Uh, and a lot of times, maybe just, uh, you know, like we talked about last time also, some of the attractive videos on YouTube, for instance, are, are just, uh, sometimes they're inappropriate, sometimes they are violent, brutal, those kind of videos are the ones that go viral. And, and we're spending mm-hmm. time on those things, which are which is not really impacting us in any positive way. And I think, right. yeah, I think over time we, we we need to we need to become more aware of the this problem. And um, just quickly, let me mention the fact that an, an iPhone has a screen time, uh, you know, statistics. I think other phones have similar features. We should use those features so that we can track our daily usage and control it and and ultimately reduce it over time so that we're not spending too much yep. wasteful time. Um, on on these devices. What do you think? Yeah, um, one of the things that you touched on actually, for example, on YouTube or any sort of other platform where you're getting access to a lot of these videos and oftentimes there's things that seem educational in in their actual context, but when you're not really actively learning, you're not actively participating in it. So there's also the question of how beneficial and how useful even some of the purported good aspects of these things can be because you, you know, like you said, we do spend a lot of time on our devices, but, and then that also comes as how are we using that time as well? For example, you know, you can use you could, you know, if, you know, anyone who's been stuck on finals or essays or anything like that knows that you're glued to your computer for about, you know, a whole day doing the actual work and the research and stuff. But, you know, on an average day, how much actual positive benefit are we getting from each of these things? And I think that's, you know, the answer for each individual will vary because everyone gets a different benefit and a di- and has different, you know, viewing patterns and browsing patterns anyway. But that, I think, also needs to be a major thing that we should be cognizant of in our everyday behavior is how are we f- using our time and are we using it for the best effectiveness, like to to its maximum effect? Because it's I think it's very easy to get caught up in something or to continue just doing what you're doing mindlessly because you don't, you're not aware of it. And that I think is, it's, it's a tough thing because you can't, well, first you have to be aware that it's a problem. Second is you have to be aware and curating your own experience while you're doing it as well. I think that's a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge I face. Yeah, I mean, uh, being more um, conscious of this, I think uh, those uh, who listen to our podcast as well, I think 
we 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 all need to become more conscious of of our own usage of uh, mm-hmm. these uh, devices and spending time on the internet and and how we are spending that time and is it giving is it making us better is it is it is it uh, something that that develops us personally or is it negatively impacting us you know even things like uh, um having friends on a social media p- platform and those friends are all so happy and they're doing all these different things it it, it might impact us because uh, we might think that they're all ha- leading very good lives and we're not leading good lives and it it's it, there's a mental health problem here as well because what we see on social media is that really bright colorful side of uh, our friends but it right. doesn't mean that they are living lives that are much better than ours and it it creates that that uh, that jealousy um, perhaps and and that impacts our 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 happiness as well and you know i yeah. mean even that you know if and and if if our happiness is impacted that impacts our productivity and that impacts our what we do next and 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 so we need to we need to weigh all these things and 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 and, and use these things responsibly and uh with uh with a more uh you know coming to the, this with with better conscience or uh, you can say better consciousness or better understanding mm-hmm. of, of 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 what these things really are and how we should we should control uh, uh this aspect of our lives uh before it gets out of hand and it, it in in some ways i think as of 2018 moving into 2019 it is actually becoming a really big uh problem and uh, a lot of us need to be aware of that i mean it's just the social media and these other things are just growing and growing and growing and 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 uh, right. technology is growing and it's getting better and better and more intelligent um and yeah. and our political systems are 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 not yet aware i think of uh, of uh, these problems as much as they should be right we talked about it last time as well yeah. how you know the senators in the united states who were investigating facebook didn't even know some basic facts about facebook and uh, right and the yeah. same thing happened with uh, google ceo or yeah one of the google head people was being interviewed again by uh, that US was this senators, week right i, believe, I think yeah Yeah, yeah, just happened. And and again it was much of the same story where simple sort of factual information, basic information about the thing that they're investigating isn't really shown when they're asking these questions. So that also raises the problem is that because if you know, how much can we demand as a society as voters that our politicians or our leaders do for us in terms of you know making legislation that regulates or you know sort of has a, a safeguard for us against these sorts of things when you know our leaders themselves aren't even aware of the problem and that poses that poses you know like a twofold problem now as well because it's not it's not so simple just to say oh we'll make a law that changes that because how do you make a law that changes intention right right and and, and, and because you, you know in the united states uh, these debates are going on because let's face it united states is the center of all these 
technologies and social media platforms, at least the ones the yeah, kind of platforms economy. that impact us. I've, I've heard that China has its own stuff, but that stuff is not really impacting us. But, you know, in the mm -hmm. United States, uh, even the political system, you know, is, 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 is actually sort of broken. And um, it, I, I heard on, a, on another podcast where they were talking about how the U.S. government uh, since the 1990s, uh, you know, the election process has been impacted by billions and billions and billions of dollars by, you know, those corporations yep. and donors. And uh, they were blaming it basically on, on the Republicans, but I don't know whether that was uh, biased or not, but let's, let's say it was. So they were saying that in the 1990s, the uh, yeah. the uh, the Republicans took control of the uh, the House of Representatives, and uh, the House from that time on, because they they took control of it after like forty years, so they didn't have control of it. Yeah, yeah. So after that, they really started raising funds for their election campaigns, and when they started doing that, it it opened the door for a lot of corporations and a lot of independent donors you know, rich people yeah. to inject money into the system so that they can put those people in power whom they prefer. And so the system sort yeah, of- lobbying. Yeah, lobbying. Yeah, the system become, sort of became corrupt. And it's interesting how Nancy Pelosi recently actually is trying to introduce a bill that stops this because it has grown out of hand. It has grown so much. So that both, at this time, both the Democrats and Republicans raise billions and billions of dollars each uh, candidate so that they uh, they can get yeah. into power and it's just a, it's just a competition between two sides with which side has more power and which side can do more advertisements and those kind of things and it, it it's sort yeah. of the system becoming rigged you know and 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 so we we, we need to uh, you know and 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 uh, we hope that you know those who are in the US can also become more aware of this problem and 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 try to Di direct their their political system or their democracy in a way that it can proceed more uh, independently without having all these influences. Right. I mean, like it comes down to the core concept of what is ethical justice is in a sense, right? You need to have, um, you know, society itself needs to have a concept of justice or a concept of ethics that is applicable to everybody and works for the benefit of everyone and society as a whole as well and you know it's it's difficult to move towards that but it's the it's the only way things get better really is that if you as a person and as an individual as, as a member of society also pushes for you know as long as you push for that or strive towards that in your own means then i think that can be a good step in the right direction for everybody Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. All right. So leaving with our views with a couple more head scratchers for today, for thinking about where their place in society is and how much they should or should be impacting. Uh, this has been The Conviction Project. My name is Haris Chaudhary and your guest has been Imam Farhan Iqbal. We'll see you next time. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Salli ala nabina, Salli ala Muhammad.
صلی علی حبیبنا صلی علی محمد 